Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi. Let's see if I can do this. It's a... Thursday night's kind of late. I just finished my lecture series, or the third part. I'm a little bit tired, but I am behind on my um, four I try to do a week. And so I hope I'll be able to do uh, something about the feel connected to it now and get it out tonight, hopefully. Uh, As always, we thank Mr. Spachas Stefanski. And I'll tell you where I'm going with this. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cold. Um, the Brach of Lassig with the Resort. I happen to be going uh, to the Chobos Albabas, although it's spotty lately because I'm trying to catch up to finish Ksubis in time for my mom's yard site. And um, I'm already Kofal, but you know, you got to keep to get to the deadline. And at the same time, I'm trying to do. Every day, something with the Chobos Alvavas. That's my current project. Excuse me. And I'm having a lot of fun because it's a wonderful world of the kudos. I told you before, I have this very nice edition. It's, I think it's beautiful. Uh, put out by whoever. Mishnah says Sofa or something like that. And it has two forms. One is just the text of the Chobos Alvavas by itself. And the other one is Chobos Alvavas with some of the classic uh, Mepharshim. Uh, and they're not bad, you know, they're not bad. <coughs> Never did it this way before. Especially the Toval of one, I find it's really pretty good. Even though he was a big Moscow, but uh, Toval of one is actually the Rebbe of, of uh, Mendelssohn. Believe it or not, he's throwing Zamush. And <laughs> that's what they call the Moscow in those days. This guy writes a pierce on the Chobos Alvavos. But <coughs> let me get right down to brass text. What I really like about this is that the Chobos Alvavos itself is written in the 11th century Arabic, Judeo-Arabic. It's very lengthy and prolix, because that was the style at that time. But the Kotros Mishnah, they call it, you know, the little things on the side of the paragraph are really good, and everything's Manuka. It's actually a pleasure for me to read it. And <clears throat> there's a style that was popular at that time. You find in some of the medieval uh, books, Jewish as well as Arabic, in which they list a whole bunch of reasons for something. What are ten ways a person can be good? What's ten ways a person can be bad? What's five ways a person is this? What's seven ways a person is that? It's kind of artificial, but that was considered very cool. And it made me think because when I highlighted it, uh, we, of course, have a bracha lasik with the that we kind of say quickly in the morning. Uh, if you remember, they burned down the base of Mish because there's such a tradition. Uh, a little strange, but never such a tradition. And what do we mean when we say Lasa B'diri Sora? Because uh, it doesn't say Lil Mode, and it doesn't say Amelim, uh, but it doesn't say, you know, La Amol B'diri Tor or something like that. Lasa B'diri Sora. It's an interesting question. And with that in mind, I'm going to read you the uh, Precy, the uh, Thomas of what the Chobos is saying, which I think is very interesting. 
And when she makes the point of being charged with herself, Kim, uh, I just think it's cute that the Esther Dargus by Nashim Alam Din Torah, right? Or to use his language, since the Torah is a text, it's Milod Vinyonim. A text is composed of words and subjects. <clears throat> so first you got to know the words, and then you put them together to form an Indian. When it comes to the Torah, and here it means, I guess, the Torah, uh, well, it means both. So this is, you know, we rattle it off in the morning. What exactly did God command us? What exactly did God command us? Now, there are extremes. It's very famous if you read the Lubavitch. What's it called? From Alta Rebbe, help us tell the Torah. You go nuts. You got in the cold Torah cooler times two, times four. You know, it's extreme. And he said, tough luck, that's the Chiyot. But ordinarily, putting that aside, <coughs> so what do you mean when you say the bracha? Does it mean to go to a Does it mean to learn the Chumash? You know, what does it mean? And then here he's writing a thousand years ago. And he says, Eser Dargus Manasham, there are ten Madregas he finds, people who, who learn Torah. <coughs> Doesn't mean they're all working in Lhasa with every so. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Hanemucha Biyoser. Again, I'll use the Koteras because it's modern, better Hebrew. Hanemucha Biyoser, the lowest Madrega, Hamistapeg Bamirs Hamilm Belilahoven. A person can say Lhasa with every Torah, but he's not learned. And you used to have a lot of people like this. Today, you and I live in a world in which you have day schools. Although, even the day schools, Yeshiva Katanas aren't necessarily perfect. It's possible for students who have this issue or that issue to go through and, you know, not pick up a lot. And uh, the low, but, but let's say you had somebody like that. So what's the lowest Madriga? Here he gives you something very Sephardic of the old school. And that is, Hamistapeg Bamiris Hamilam Blilahobin. You just recite the words. Or as he puts it, Anashim Lomdu Hachomish Vamikra, Fispik Lahen Girsis Aposit, Mibli Havonas Enyan, Enu De Pirish Amila Mishim Shaloshan, and they are Hamornosis Farm. But that too is a Madrega. There's some people, <clears throat> and again, we're not saying this to be funny about anything. There's some people, the best they can do is to repeat out loud, let's say, for example, the Parsha Shabu. Say, tell them. That's what they could do. Don't make fun of it. It's a low madrega in the sense of on the latter, but could be very sincere. And that person could be lost with the retailer. Could feed madrega also. So this would be very Sephardic because <coughs> there they learn a lot. Well, now it's popular also. You learn a lot by rote. And somebody just might, you know, have a, a limited education, but they remember the rote. They can say, Bray, she's borrowed, like that. Or a Rashi or something like that. Right? So he calls them a Chamorneosis farm because in relation to the higher, it's, it's very low. Who's the second level? Hashenis, Hamisamis, Lodas, Esagia, Hanachon Shalamilim. Again, this is something that's just not part of our world. Do you know how to pronounce the words correctly? Milel Mara. Or in the words of the Chos Alvoz, Levarer Kriyasambalishmara Tunuot. To pronounce it correctly, with the with the vowels, the summer rovish that loosen be this makoras nakomas anikud, ain't balanikud amasaris. So these are people who study, let's say for example the chumash, to get the words correct, the trop correct. As a madrega, a person who does like that is also being mekayim lasik with the in his way. 
Hashlishis, Halom de Meshuki Aloshan, Betachpir Besibo Sam, Ufanichis Mimni Aloshan. One who understands the diktuk well. No, it's not only the Nakudas of the word, that's all part of diktuk too. Milel, Milrav, Shvanosh, Shvanoch, the kind of things that in our Yishi world are completely neglected and are gotten wrong and they're deliberately not given any attention to. The uh, Israelis and the Sephardim in particular have always been better than the Ashkenazim. They've always gotten the words right. Uh, then the, as he puts it, they see that it's not good enough just to know the Nikudos, they want to get, you know, the pronunciation correct in terms of, as I say, the Nikud, the Ta'amim, if you pronounce the accent on the first syllable, the last syllable, and all those words. Right? Because the MS is, is not MS. Because it's a, it's not a two es. One's a Shor Markov, so that kind of thing. But Das Hashem is about polium, and knowing the dictic stuff, you know the nouns and the verbs. Tamas Atamba Samacha Nifrad, Sipar Aber Belashan Asi, Sipar Belashan Makor, and all that business. <coughs> now it's interesting to me because this is all part called Lasek B'Dibri Soro, Kafi Madrigoso. And when I say Kafi Madrigoso, Kafi Netiyoso. Uh, not everybody's into Gemara Gemara Gemara. That's just the way it is. If you tell somebody, you can't make that bracha because your your learning is not a real learning. You're doing wrong. You understand? It's not right to do that. Everybody in Shul can make the bracha lasim and and it could be that each one picks the way that works for him. I'm talking about sincerely works the way for him. I'm not saying necessarily that's all you should ever do in your life. Maybe you can proceed from there. Maybe not. But in Spain, that was the headquarters of Tiktok in the time of the Chobos Lovovus. He was in the 11th century. That is when the great Medoctican popped up. You know, Menachem Mitzrug, Donish Ben Labrat, who are the other guys? You know, Yone Ben Janach, Ibn Chayuj, Shmuel Anogid, all those people who really spent years and a lot of quality time trying to figure out the Chukia, Loshan Chukia Tiktok. I've said many times long ago I did somebody's bios. <clears throat> and you look at these people into super into the diktuk, and the question becomes, <clears throat> why exactly are they in the art school of Rishonim? We usually understand a Rishon in the Yeshiva world that somebody's in the Gemara. And some of these guys spend all their time in the diktuk stuff, stunning every little nook and cranny out. Shmamino, that too is part of Torah. And it may not be what they have in the Yeshiva's Gedolos, but don't tell somebody who's just into that, if that's who they are, you can't make the bracha a lot of I have a student or two or three who are like that. They know how to learn. Believe me, I, I know them. It's not what turns them on. I'm not going into more details now. They love the trop, the dictic, and all other business. That really turns them on. I'm very well aware that most people roll their eyes and be boring to them. So what? So it's a very interesting passage here in the Chobos Halavos. What's the next madrega? Harviz, Hamamikin Yosef Avonis Aloshan Amikro, Aydidis Milam Stumos, Kloli Loshan Amukim Yosef. To understand the hard words. Okay? How many words are in the Chumash? Do you actually know what the heck is going on? Anybody can figure out by Dabra Shamamosha Lemur. And same thing in the Siddur. But when you get to some hard words and you don't have a translation, and you don't have an art scroll, so what do you do?
as he puts it, Harvis Hanishim Chosifu Hamashik Dam Luzecher Pirshamilas near Minapshat. V'chakru al zeh im zeh yedias haover v'hamiti b'loshan ha'avrit to learn Hebrew thoroughly. V'shemus adom v'shenim doma and to know the difference like the Malbim between the synonyms and the non-synonyms. V'nixarim in nixarim v'azarim v'chem b'torim polim and the all using regular English to know the hard words. And that's something, say before you study Chumash, for example, or Tanakh, that could take up a lot of time. And even when it's all over, there are passages in the Chumash, I sometimes refer to them, and certainly in the Nach, where even if you went to Rashi and the others, eh, it doesn't sound good. The Hebrew itself is unclear. Now, I cannot claim to be one of these guys that spends 24-7 trying to unpack this, but I would have great respect for somebody who did. And if they did so because they really want to know what is this Pasuk in the Tanakh saying, uh, <clears throat> you can't tell me that person can't say Then, Chmishas, the next Madrega, Hamishtadlum Nosev, Lovim, Shadat Tov Shoshel, Ubeir Bituyim, Hanirim, Kim, Magshim, Sashem, Amain, Samcha, Kavos, Chazal. These are people, okay, uh, who try to understand, this is already an interesting Madrega who try to understand the meaning of the physical terms relating to God. Okay? Uh, which means, Ibn Ezra is like this, for example. They're not saying there's a Gemara or something like that. They're trying to figure out on the, what we call Pashtanin, which again was popular in his time. As we all know, the Bible is one big bunch of anthropomorphisms. It just is. And the question is, what do the words actually mean? Uh... You can have a lot of fun doing this if you get a hold of a good peerish um, or an uncleus, which now you have. I'm talking about in English. There's that more left-wing one that I have with the red cover by like Drazen Wagner. The art school is now coming out with uncleus also. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's good. And there your mom is going to the nitty-gritty of the words of the Chumash. How are you going to go wrong with that? Say, well, you're not learning Tosis. You're not learning the Raja. You can still say Lassi with Sir. What's the next? These are the people who are already moving in the Torah of Al-Pair. And basically, they're learning Mishnahis. How many times was it in the old world where you had it in a community what they call Chavar Mishnah? All the shtetls and they all the Chavar Mishnahis. And believe you me, those are usually guys that can't do Gemara. For one reason or another. Learn Mishnahis are pretty darn good. And if it's explained clearly, you learn a lot. And as I've said in other times, anybody goes through the Bartanura slowly and carefully, you get a whole lot of the Gemara stuff out of there. I'm not exactly sure how it would be possible to for somebody who can't learn Gemara to understand the Bartanura. Because so much of it is quotes from the Gemara. But what they used to have in the old days was the rabbi or somebody, the Magachir, would go and he knew it and he would explain that stuff to the people listening. So here you have somebody who goes every day in Poland or Germany or wherever it was, or Italy, to Hebrew Mishnah or in, or in, in uh, Yemen, which were popular. And he's never going to say before, he's never going to learn the brisker stuff, he's not going to do it or Kiv Eger, et cetera, et cetera. 
So what? That person can definitely say, Lasik Badiri Sarah. Okay? Lahashavi is, what's the next level? Halom dim gam talmadim masyagal redisamka. People learn Gemara superficially. That's already Madriga. As he puts it, you're trying to learn the Gemara at the simplest level. That is actually, in my opinion, and the opinion of many, the first step you have to do whenever you go on learning, which is you have to learn it very shetchizdik, and after you return to it, you try to get a little deeper. Nowadays, we have cheetah books like the Art Scroll or whatever in Israel, the Steins office and so forth, so that kind of has messed this system up because the person can right away access information which breaks it down into into easy food for you but be that as it may <coughs> the idea is what we call today bikias as you know the dafyomi has gotten very sophisticated raid bites and this and that and the other and that's great years ago people who did the equivalent of a dafyomi or something like that was mamish holding by this you know you heard this it's saying who's the rabbi tights used to have a radio show and do a dafyomi or something like that and I used to listen to it when I was driving back from dates. Long ago in New York, we won't go there. And um, uh, so, so what if you're learning Beli Pirakuchioso without trying to get answers to Akashas? Nobody, I think, would tell me you're not being Makayim, Lasik, Badiri, Sora. It's a Brachal Then we get to the next level, 8 out of 10. So here you have the argument of this book, as I think many, many are familiar with, which is, these would be people, they're learning Gemara, and they're learning Gemara a lot, but nothing in terms of ethics which require them to affect their personal conduct. I'm going to read the way he says it in the Hebrew. They're not satisfied with just like they say They want to get deep into the learning. And they want to answer all the kashas and truths and so forth. For their personal glory, which is, like the Gemara says, you know, you learn Shalom. <laughs> These are people who have zero uh, midos, and they don't undertake to try to learn the chovos halavavos, duties of the heart, the moral stuff. And they don't realize <coughs> that there's something wrong with a guy who's a bucky and shas, or goes learning every day, and then goes out and cheating business or lies or, or, or mistreats others. They don't see that. And they spend all their time in Lumdus. And kashas that are pop up when you try to be Mayan in the Halacha. And and they're closing their eyes to things that affect their neshama. Which they're required to get into. So that's what he calls Madrigan number eight. That's pretty high in the pecking order. Okay? I mean, that's person we would all say 
can make the bracha lasik with the even though there is a major part, mainly being a mensch, right? There's a major part that they skip. But such is the world that even if this guy is learning L'Shem Multiferis, meaning to acquire a reputation, if he's good in those kind of stuff, the Chedushim, the Kashas and Trutsim, that's called Lasik with the Risor. That's what most people would say. But this is a Moser book, Tlachi is, the, the 9 out of 10. Okay? Anoshim Shigil Nashosan Udaz Chosal Vavazar Vier Masiri Maisen. So in addition to learning Shas and that sort of thing, they're also, their nefesh has reached the point they want to know Chobos Halvavos. They want to know what the obligations of the heart and the body are and to be careful of things that can take away from becoming that. In other words, from character faults. Now, I'll tell you something right now. If you would ask somebody, all I learn every day is Moser. That's all I learn, let's say. I say, are you, uh, are you really Isaac and Tyra? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Are you really Isaac and Tyra? It's almost like, you know, the, 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 the character stuff is not important. And he's saying, no, it's 9 out of 10. Of course, he's saying that's in addition to a regular learning. They understood these type of people. Uh, what's going on in terms of the Torah Shabbat and the obligations it lays on you. So they did all the, as we would say, for Nigla stuff. And now they understand how important it is to be emistic when people are looking why not. And to follow truth wherever it leads. Notice that by being honest, I'm going to lose money. i got to be honest. If by being honest, I'm going to lose friends. I gotta be honest. If it comes to that, I mean, uh, these are the people who are the true Bali Gemara. These are the guys who can say Lasik with Derisor. Behad serious. And what's ten out of ten? Okay. Anoshim shiyarshu chachmas atorim and avim v'chol peyushot told us out. Beyanching hasegdola. Ten out of ten is only said to people in the Gemara. Nobody here today can reach ten out of ten. It's the Anching hasegdola. You know, uh, the people that I mentioned, Pirkei No, it's a Tanam Okay. So, it's just interesting. Nobody today can say, I'm making a bracha lasik with the Risara on the level of Rabbi Kiva. All right, fine. You know, but the best kin of that bracha is when a person says, I am learning up all this stuff, but I'm not forgetting the Chovas Elvavas, and I don't hesitate to ask myself if my actions correspond to what the Chovas Elvavas are. To use simple language, if I'm following what the Chazal say, you know, in terms of interpersonal relationships, in terms of business handling, in terms of general, being a Shmo or not, that's the real Asi B'diri So, you know, this is my own spin. La'asopa diri Torah means to take the diri Torah and put it into action. Osek. I don't mean that you employ it in business. That's for a speech. It's a good word, but it's for a speech. But la'asopa diri Torah means you're osek in implementing 
the Divrei Torah, that's already a hard one. I mention this because we all say it every day. But I bet you we all rattle it off, I imagine. And it's early in the morning. And I say it in the car on the way to show, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to be late. And so on and so forth. But as you see, it actually requires, if I'm right in what I'm saying today, I think I am, it actually requires sort of um, juxtaposing, coordinating together um, the bracha that you're reciting with the kind of vinyanim that I just read. If you're interested in what I just read, you'll, you'll see the Chobos Alvavos, Shara Vodas Alkim. It is in chapter... There's another 10 things, but I don't have time to go through it now. Chapter 4. And I think you'll... Uh, and if you have this really great edition, I don't know you like you don't know me, but if you're interested in what I'm saying, I would recommend you get this uh, edition of it with Mishnah Sasefer, which is around. And those uh, those Kotorot Mishnah, as they call them, are really very helpful, especially for the prolix Chobos And there's a silly bracha, quote-unquote, you know, so to speak, that you say off every morning and don't even think about it. And this led me to think about it. And uh, if you read it with, with with the idea that I just mentioned before, I think it could be somewhat of a transformative, I don't want to make too much out of it, but some transformative experience. Certainly, it'll change the quality of your recitation of that bracha, which you recite every morning. Anyway, that's my thoughts. And um, once again, I want to thank Mishpah Stefanski. Let's we'll see if I have time tomorrow to finish the fourth uh, podcast. If not, have a good Shabbos. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.com. Dot rabbi david